0: I'd like to acknowledge that I work on Mum in Development on Garrigal Land and that this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Also, a heads up that this episode contains some swearing for any little ears that may be around. Hey there! My name is Ellie Evangelista, and I'm the host and creator of Mum in Development. I'm also one of two creators of Marcus, my son. In my journey of early motherhood, I just couldn't quite fathom how I was going to keep both my creative practice and my child alive. (laughs) Both things are so important to me and incredibly personal, seemingly a part of me, and yet both seem to continuously compete for the same parts of my brain and body. I know so many and I see so many working artists and mothers around me, and I just thought, stuff it. I'll ask them how they're doing it. So, on here, I don't ask all the usual mum podcast questions, but I hope you join me as I ask just one, how do you keep your creative practice and your child alive? Hello. (laughs) We're here for another episode of Mum in Development. Thank you for joining me. I know that um, we've been a little bit few and far between episodes lately. They have been in the bank and I just haven't had the time to do them and I really was trying to make a point of giving them the attention um, that I wanted to. But, yeah, just have had work on some family stuff, a few flights, few new projects, which is great, which is really, really great. Um, you may have mentioned, you may have, you know, heard me mention a couple of times on the podcast that I love my job, love working. <laughs> and when I'm not working, this is a way for me to stay engaged with practice and critical thinking and all of the things that I just love. Um, but yeah, work's been a little bit busy lately, which is great. Um, but yeah, it just means that I haven't had the time to dedicate to my my podcast, this podcast. Um, but I love it. I love it so much. And I, I love re-listening to episodes. I love when people send me a DM on Instagram being like, oh, I just listened to this podcast. Please pass this on to this person that you spoke to. Or, you know, someone said something in this episode that really stuck with me and I feel so seen and that just makes me so happy. And, you know, for all of you that are kind of dedicated listeners, you would know that a couple of guests have recorded um. We've had a conversation while they've been in their car and it was only a matter of time before I (laughs) recorded the episode from the car. Um, It was a day when Marcus was with our babysitter and it was raining and so I did, you know, the right thing and they stayed in the house and I didn't send them out in the rain. I, yeah, they stayed in the house and I sat in the car And I had a fantastic chat, actually. I got a coffee the second of the day at 9.30am and spoke to today's guest, the lovely Samantha Hickey, who I always wanted on the podcast when I was, again, brainstorming um, people who I thought would be fantastic for the podcast. I put Sam's name down, put a star next to it and it's literally taken us months. She's also had a new baby in that time. Life has happened. We couldn't hear each other's voice messages, all of these amazing things, but I knew she'd be a fantastic guest. And a few minutes into the podcast, she actually says, do you have any questions? And I'm like, this is why I knew you'd be a fantastic guest because you would have great questions like, what questions do you have? And so... <laughs> We get to the question. I mean, I feel like the whole podcast, if every episode we address the question of the podcast, but I ask the actual question how do you keep your creative practice and your child or children alive? I ask that of Sam really early. And we talk about, like always, really great things about the pace of in and out of the house, about the changes to how we work, about how we both. Oh, my gosh, sorry, dramatic pause because Marcus has moved on the monitor and I'm, okay, I think he's settled. (laughs) Um, We talk about how, oh, my gosh, sorry, that is like, this is is me trying to juggle my creative practice and my child. Um yeah, we talk about how motherhood was just, not just, but we talk about how motherhood, um, you know, how that kind of came into our life and in a great way, the real practicalities of how we do both. And that's one thing I really love about this podcast and these questions is that it there is a very practical answer, how do you do it, like on a day-to-day, and also this bigger kind of questioning of like, how do we do it? Um, and Sam talks so greatly about those things. So here she is. Yeah, record Because who knows what might come up as we talk about this. That's very true. But is it so? It's wonderful. You're feeling wonderful, or it's wonderful. I should, I guess, be specific. Is it wonderful? Are you wonderful? I think, um,
1: I feel wonderful. Let
0: me put my ears.
1: Yep. Yes. Hello, beautiful human. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um. Yes, it's wonderful. It's wonderful in so many different ways than say, like, the first time. I think this time around, like, it's way more to juggle. Mm. Um, but it's but it's also, like, you've done it once before, so there's a bit of, I don't know, there's a bit of knowledge there. There's a bit of wisdom. There's a bit of, um, it's not such a shock for your system like the first one is. Well, not I the
0: first one is a of a shock for your system. Um, I... I no, was in just, complete shock.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think it's pretty, I think that's very, from what I'm hearing just from chatting to other mums,
0: I think that's pretty
1: normal. I'm not sure if it's spoken about as much as what would be nice mm-hmm. so that it's like validated a bit more in society. But I'll definitely feel like more than not, it's a bit of a shock to the system.
0: Yeah, completely. Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, no, second time around, like it's, Do you know what? The biggest challenge that I've found with with number two is Mm. that I don't I feel like I'm split in two now. Mm. Like I don't have and I don't have the same time or energy to give to Millie Mm. that I did before. And nor do I have the same time and energy to give to Raina that Millie got as a newborn. Mm. So it's sort of or as a baby. So it's sort of this like I think it's the beginnings and again like talking to other mums like it's the beginnings of um feeling the feeling the split a little bit and maybe that's you know something you just kind of you get better at finding your moments with each kid but it's never um yeah you just feel divided a bit
0: mm, and for more context you us you have a newborn second baby Right yeah.
1: now. <laughs> well he's just what well, when's new, but he's just gone out of the newborn phase. Wow. I guess he's three and a half months.
0: Old. Oh my gosh. Yep. But he's a he's a pretty
1: beautiful um grounded little human, this one.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I imagine you would just have very crown like grounded babies. Um Millie,
1: do you know what? Someone said this to me the other day, which I think is a great way for me to look at things.
0: Mm. Millie
1: is my fiery, strong, independent woman, mm. um, and it's one of those things where, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want her any other way. Like, she's incredible, and she's going to be incredible um, with with that energy. But I also <laughs> find it very challenging (laughs) yeah (laughs) because it's that um that thing where you're like well yeah but you're not an adult yet so you're still learning lots of things and you're very independent um so uh and and very new energy like she's got she wants she's got this desk for life like she just wants to be in everything
0: to start everything like she doesn't Walks, she runs. Mm. Every, every mm. Like, um, so enthusiastic,
1: <laughs> very enthusiastic. So it's just about like, like she is, she is grounded, but I think she's also
0: excited. Um, she's very
1: excited. I love yes. that. That's so yeah.
0: nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Which I... has got it.
1: Yeah, as I said, it's got it's beauty and it's also got its Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my gosh you have been someone when I was first brainstorming who I should speak to your name was on the list with a big star next to it because I was just like I just feel you would have so many things to say so many reflections so many things that you could offer or not offer, or I was just like, I bet Sam just has great things to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like
0: what do you want to chat about? Sorry. Tell me what is what is on your mind about motherhood and whatever is ha- or not motherhood, actually. Anything? Mm-hmm. Um, I, know. What, I mean, it's not you want to like if you've got specific questions, but yeah. There's only one question essentially of the whole podcast is how do you keep your creative practice and your child alive, now children? Yeah. (laughs) That's it. That is a
1: challenge. It's like I've thought about it a lot actually since listening to a couple of the episodes because it is, we don't talk about it enough, I don't think. Mm. And I feel like as well. Sometimes when you step into motherhood or maternity leave, you can feel really removed. Because mm-hmm. you because a lot of our because a lot of our career our work is freelance, you're often working with new people, new groups. It's not like there's one consistent anything. Uh, yeah. And all one consistent group that you can kind of tap back into a chat to about and then you're coming back into that group and, you know, once, you've, once you're have once you ready to work again. Like, it's, it's always in a flux. And so I think because there's been such a massive community, it can feel really sort of like you have removed yourself for a little while. Mm. Um And, you know, you've got your, like, people that you – like I've got um a few people that I have done continuous work with who have kept in the technology piece to work with since motherhood, but it's sort of like, yeah, it's not one workplace that you're leaving for a little while and then coming back into. Mm. So, I I think yeah, I found it quite um. Maybe more challenging. I did think it was going to be hard to step away. I think that's why it took for COVID mm. to happen for me to think about having children because up until that point, you know, you say yes to all your work and, and then one thing rolls into another and you just, I, I couldn't see. Space um, for it. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. see a, a time where I would say no to things, you know, mm. so, and because that's was right, we're taught, to, we're not taught, we're, we're in this freelance world of like you say yes to every job (laughs) Um, for a little while until maybe you get a bit older and you start getting a bit picky and choosy, which to be honest, motherhood has probably, that's a big lesson I've found with work and motherhood. Mm. But um, yeah, I think I wouldn't have, I couldn't see a time where, it, like, I knew it was going to be challenging, and it is. But it's also like the joy of motherhood does tend to uh, outweigh some of the other stuff at the moment, you know. So,
0: mm. when you yeah. just said that thing about you just can't fathom saying no to something, like it literally takes a, a, a global shutdown to yeah. be like <laughs> to be like okay fine I won't go to work <laughs> yeah. but I really was like oh my gosh I yeah I really um couldn't see a time and I never like I never really sought out motherhood like it was ne- I just was like yeah. oh, you know if it happens it happens if it it wasn't something that I yeah actively sought out or fought for or anything mm. but When you said that, I just couldn't fathom saying no. I that was I just nod my head and go, yeah, I could not fathom a time of going, okay, for however long I'm just gonna say no to jobs. Mm. Because A, of whatever I had conditioned myself in my mind. Yeah. (laughs) Of saying yes to things. And Um. for for so many things and Yeah. It's so interesting how now that resolve to be like, okay, I actually really have to think if this job is going to be worth it. Oh, totally. (laughs) Which is terrible. Sometimes I'm like, I hate thinking about that, but sometimes my first questions are like, you need to tell me the logistics before you even tell me what this project is about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but do you think like you say that's a negative thing do you think so because actually maybe I I think that's the like that's maybe the potential positive thing that has come out of all the terms of like you know if we're talking about your creative process your creative process and your creative career and motherhood mm. like I I think my biggest lesson is going, oh, okay, but no, I do have I do have specific things I want to work on. I do have specific people I want to work with. Mm. And my time and my skills now are at a certain point where they're, you know, I, I'm not starting out my career, so mm. I'm not trying to prove myself all the time mm. now. So actually saying no to things because you don't necessarily believe in it, like or you know it's going to be harder than like. How many jobs have you done in the past? Which I have. Where I'm like, why did I do that job?
0: <laughs> yeah. Just
1: and 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 to
0: be honest, a lot of it sometimes was free
1: too. Where I was like,
0: I'm not even getting paid for
1: this. Why did I do it? Like,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, but that's the lessons we've got to learn when you're. I think when you're sort of starting out and trialing things and seeing where you're going, but I don't know. I think now, I think what's happened is my time is. Is limited and a bit more valuable now. Where mm. I go, Oh, well, if there's a if, if I am going to work and I am going to spend time away from my kids and have to like organize other care or like put our lives out of the normal routine
0: mm. or
1: whatever it is, like it's got to be worth
0: it's got to be worth it, it. got to
1: be worth it. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, and I don't think that's a bad thing to,
0: to want right it's not a bad thing at all and I think like that this idea of worth because when I again was kind of thinking about this podcast and the two Venn diagrams that like you know the Venn diagram where one circle is motherhood and the other circle is artistic practice or process or work and there's many intersections and one of the intersections I think is a discussion about worth about how I feel both are undervalued (laughs) and also so incredibly valuable that for so long I haven't really thought about this out loud, so this is the first time I'm saying this, but this idea of something being valuable or worthwhile, whether it's me being at home, you know, cleaning up the high chair thinking about dinner I'm like this is valuable I know it is valuable (laughs) Uh, uh. that that idea of the worth of both of these things that Uh. I feel like I'm trying to not prove but I know that there is value in both and trying to have to quantify it or prove it or try to justify why I've done one or the other at whatever time. Mm, yeah, the justifying. <laughs> the justifying is actually really exhausting. I'm like, no, it, whether it's justifying it to myself, like, no, this gig will be worth it or mm. no, it, you know, staying at home is more valuable, whatever it is. I'm like, oh, my mm. God, there's just it's the justifying.
1: <laughs> Constant justifying. And I think maybe, you know, I was talking before with the with the divide between the two kids mm. I feel like maybe that's a good way of looking at it as well with your when you know in the modern day now where we are we are women who kind of want it all you know like yeah you want motherhood and you want to be I want to be a like a connected um involved mum like I want mm. I want to have that role and I want to do do the mother thing, but I also want uh, something that fills my cup and has my purpose and to have my creative practice Mm -hmm. because I also want to, like, I also want to model that to my kids.
0: I know, yeah. But then
1: it's hard because you're like, well, both are full-time jobs and so how do you then manage your time and then not feel guilty? But I think exactly what you said where you're like, you spend all this time Probably thinking about things that you don't need to think about, <laughs> and and spending energy on them. Oh. But which is so normal? It's so normal. Like the amount of times I think in a day, am I giving them enough? Or am I feeling like oh, like it's just yeah? There's a lot of there's a lot of energy put into thinking.
0: Thank you so if much. That
1: was fair, <laughs> if that wasn't fair. if that wasn't fair and you just did the things, I don't know would that. And, and be
0: okay with all the things, you know, like. Yeah, there's so many things. I will never forget this is because all of these thoughts are flooding my brain always where I'm, yeah. and us, of course, we're involved in the arts. We, I'm open to the big questions of the world. Like here I am contemplating worth and value and life and mm-hmm. everything. And I remember once my partner called me up being like, oh, I'm getting dinner. Do you want dinner? Do you want pizza from like oven lovin' or I love pizza? And I was like, I literally am thinking about the biggest questions in the world. And you're asking me this stupid question (laughs)
1: Which also I don't want to have to make another decision.
0: Just pick. <laughs> yes. Just freaking pick. I really don't care.
1: Like Yeah. Yeah, I've got bigger things going on in my
0: head. I literally am <laughs> contemplating like everything. And you're got like I'm like, if you say oven lovin' one more time to me. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, these these thoughts flood my brain. And I don't necessarily like I don't see that as a negative. I'm okay with thinking about the big things, but my God, there's a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I see. You. I mean, one other positive thing which has come out of it, though, like coming back to, you know, picking the right projects and your time being valuable and whatnot, actually, what's happened is like the gigs that I have taken mm-hmm. since motherhood, like if rehearsals from, Nine thirty to five, great. I am there, and we are working from nine thirty to five, <laughs> and I am out the door at five o'clock. Yeah, but I am giving you my absolute everything from nine thirty to five. There is mm-hmm. no faffing around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and I think in the past it would have been something where
0: so much faff,
1: so much faff, so much <laughs> maybe wasted time. Not that not. Actually, that's not not all waste time is a bad A lot of good creative things come out of boredom. But mm, mm. but I am there to do my job. I think there's a different sense because I'm also like, well, yeah, because I want to go home to my children. Mm, yeah, I want to go home and spend time with these people.
0: Yeah, you know that I
1: I I thoroughly enjoy mm. um my kids and my family and. I think I keep reminding myself of that as well, which also helps um, helps make me not feel left out of mm. the creative world. Mm. because the other thing I'm leaving it for is so important and so worth it to me. Mm. So I think so that nice. does help mm. that does help like ease some of the somo that I have about not. Mm. not being in that world currently the way that I was before
0: yeah that um yeah the 5 o'clock kind of cut off or you know is something i think when i think about it i'm like that's how i've had to change my process because yeah like those after discussions right where you are where you all decide to go to the pub or you all yeah. decide to go see a show together, whatever it is, linger around as everyone cools down. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. That is sometimes so valuable to the work, those discussions. And oh, I've yeah. really had to change my process and going, yeah, at when I'm leaving at one, I'm actually, I'm driving by five past one. Like, yeah, there, yeah. Is, there is no time for that discussion. And I've felt FOMO about that, you know, that they're going to have the, the breakthrough thought As soon as I walk out the door. yeah. But yeah, at the same time, it is, I go, well, this, why you aren't actually paying me past (laughs) five (laughs) yeah, for my thoughts and ideas. And it's just, yeah, it's all very complicated, but I totally see that as a value as well. I'm like, trust me, I have worked so hard to be at rehearsal today. The amount of organizing I've done, I promise (laughs) you, I will be so present. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. Also give a job to a busy person, right? Yeah. Like that's the other thing. It's like I'd hire a mother hands down or, or a um <coughs> whoever is the you know, is the sole yep. carer. Yeah. That may be a father as well or another mother or whatever it is, but
0: give that person Oh, a, they will get it done. They will get
1: it done. Yeah. And you know what? Talking it's interesting, like you hearing you talk about process. I, you've like it's like triggered that thing for me as well. Of like, it's exactly what it is. My process has changed mm-hmm. in going. Maybe I used to linger more on ideas or, um, mm. like think too much about ideas or whatever my process was before. Now, because purely because of time, it's like my brain has had to shift and go oh well we need to think about this a bit quicker Mm. so actually the process has changed Mm. because you need to right like this is you're firing a new Mm -hmm. neural pathway in your brain to go um okay this is our time like go 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 Mm. so actually I think maybe again that's not I mean maybe yes you don't have the time the full time to think about things or ponder ideas and sometimes yeah the discussions later or after bring up a lot of things to consider but actually also maybe you've already gotten to them mm-hmm. earlier in the day sooner <laughs> yeah. than you would have in the past <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i think yeah it definitely has sharpened i i mean you know I think I, not denied, but this idea of having like motherly instincts or whatever. I think mine were maybe slower. (laughs) Yeah. You know, this idea of like, oh, it'll just come naturally. I was like, nothing I felt like nothing came naturally in terms of being a mum. No. No. (laughs) So that, but also it has in some ways sharpened my instincts or maybe firmed up my boundaries. Maybe there's some sort of like meeting point where I'm like, nah, it was what we did the first time, Yeah, where I'm like, nope. (laughs) We actually should rewind two versions ago because that's what it was. Um, Yeah, because what
1: we did, yeah, what we did first time was great. Was it?
0: That was closer. But mm. it's this. And also, speaking of process, I've just thought about this as you were talking about how, in some ways, work is quicker because of the time, because of my focus, whatever. But mm. also, I have to remember at home, everything is slower. Yes. Like, oh yes. my gosh, so much slower than I expect yes. anything. <laughs> oh my god so much slower so much slower
1: and so yes, yeah
0: yeah everything just anything and everything in a practical sense and just everything takes more time so Uh, even though um, I, I feel rushed in the kind of opposite ways I guess I maybe felt before, like, rushed at home and slow at work, I now feel fast at work and very slow at home.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah. Oh my gosh, do you want to tell oh people my about your process, about who you are?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so I am a puppeteer, mm-hmm. um, theater maker, performer of everything to be honest. In there. like, I don't know. I feel like I've tried tried a lot of different things in in the arts world mm. over the last 15, 15, 16 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mainly mainly a puppeteer and performer of the most of that time. And then actually, the interesting thing is since motherhood, um, yeah, I've had moved more into a directing role with work. Um, which has been something I've wanted to do for a while, but I think never really had the confidence to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And also still thoroughly enjoyed performing where Mm. that's actually been something, a shift that I was maybe a bit unexpected actually since motherhood of like, I do still enjoy performing, but uh, I much more enjoy making work Mm. now. and creating work and not doing so much of the performing but more the directing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, worked here in Australia and internationally and,
0: um, yeah. That, that's me. Are they just the best puppets that's... in your house? <laughs> Do you know the
1: funny thing is I don't actually have a heap of puppets. Like I've got the odd, like from my little shows that I've made in the past. Yeah. I've got, the, uh, you know, a few bits and pieces. Um, but I had a company with another, another girl, Aisha Henderson, who's an incredible puppet maker and artist and stuff. She's mm-hmm. got a few of the things as well. But actually a lot of the puppets I've worked with, are uh, owned by the companies that I've worked with. Mm. Um, or they're also large-scale puppets.
0: So, mm, like massive, yeah, actually. Massive,
1: yeah. G- so, and,
0: and, dinosaur scale.
1: Dinosaur scale. And we did, you know, like there was this big sort of, what would she have been, like 10-metre one that we did down at Pivot. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah, most of the puppets I have worked with are owned by the companies I work with. Yeah. Mm. Um, So, I don't necessarily have this, like, although I would love it, a room full of uh, (laughs) wonderful (laughs) creations. Um, Got the odd few. Mm. But uh, yeah, we try to make a lot of the puppets that, like, uh, if we've made little ones with Midby or whatever, they're very, like, can easily be destroyed and Mm -hmm. (laughs) ephemeral puppets, (laughs) you know?
0: Not Um, forever puppets. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs)
0: I, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about so many things. I'm thinking about how you and I met in a workshop Mm -hmm. and I, and please do correct me at any point, but one thing I really saw in the way that you worked is that there just was this real genuine sense of play and exploration that yeah. there was no, you were very comfortable in like not finalising or not having an ending um, that there, and maybe it was because we were in a workshop and not making work or something. But this sense of just play and discovery, exploration, thinking, open-endedness, which I just, I, I really liked. I just thought was really lovely um that undersells it I don't mean lovely like lo- lovely seems really like um but it was just it was and I just don't meet many people like that like who, <laughs> who Maybe. yeah I don't meet many people who are like no I'm genuinely happy to play and if we just don't get it by the end of this session we don't get it and that's actually fine um
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I was like oh my gosh this is so nice <laughs> mm. yeah um, oh
1: wow i've never thought about it that way but actually that's thank
0: you mm. um
1: but also maybe it does make so i think i've worked a lot with um uh uh improvise or like you know um being a part of the development process in making theater as opposed to working on scripted shows. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the work I've done, there's been
0: devising. quite a lot
1: of devising and, mm-hmm. and flexibility around how it actually works. Mm-hmm. Um and and the Maybe maybe the slightly negative thing about that is often when I've come to do my own work, mm. I actually sometimes struggle to find an ending because, <laughs> because there's like, no, oh, we could do this or we could go there or we could try that. Like, yes, yeah, so but actually we do need a story that has some sort of structure to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, no, I think a lot of it's probably context to, yeah, just a lot of the work that I've done has been more in that devising and development. Um, space so mm. and also I think yeah like I don't know stories change and you find new things and mm. so being open and um available to what comes in is pretty awesome I also love working with people like collaborative work I mean oh. I much prefer that than yeah um you know, very sort of rigid structure.
0: Yeah, so nice. Although in, collaboration. although in
1: saying that, I think as I get older, there is a part of me that's more now going, oh, yes, but I would like to potentially captain that kind of collaboration or yeah. like, you know, hence the directing. I I do enjoy uh, having bigger input or more, more input, I guess, in, in the process. Too.
0: Mm, so nice. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was a real um... – I think, I mean, there's many different ways to enter something, either with a fixed ending and how do we get there or discovering Mm. what it is, I guess, Mm. and that sense of play. And it was just so, yeah, it was so maybe eye-opening, I'm not sure what the word is, but I just really was like, oh, there's like a genuine sense of play and exploration um, Mm. when you and I were coupled together, that I was like, I, I love this. Yeah. I love not having um, a really fixed anchor or something. Um, yeah. I just really loved that. So, I, uh, yeah. And then I'm also... So did,
1: so did I. <laughs> I think it helps when you've got other people who, like, uh, you and I, I think, vibe quite well mm. in making it together. Like, it, it, I think you find people that you're like... Oh, yeah, cool. We both bring different things but have a similar process or enjoy mm. doing things in a certain way. And I think I definitely felt that when we were working together on that workshop too and just being like, oh, this is, yeah, we do. I mean, this is what this workshop is designed for, right? Exactly. And there was no finality to anything. We didn't have to come up with anything mm. by the end of it. So it was the, the process of play. Mm can be a bit contagious. Like you had that as well. So it sort of felt like,
0: you know, we were like, oh, what about this? What about that? Because it isn't for everyone. What we're talking about right now are people's like worst nightmares. Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean there's no direction? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I really loved that. And then this is a total sidebar, completely somewhat related to what we were talking about before about puppets and you being a puppeteer. Um, But I was just thinking, and I know very, I would say like super basic, maybe that's not even fair, kind of puppeteering basics. But so when I'm with Marcus and, you know, uh, teaching him things about his body, or I'm looking at how he's moving his body, going, okay, you know, he's, he stands and this is where his pelvis is and whatever, just, like, thinking about this, that I imagine, like, do you ever look at your children and because puppetry is so about the focus and the gaze, I feel, like, oh. that is such a major part of this and the kind of, um, like, I'm also imagining that you are looking at the kind of mechanics of your kids moving in a very different way to even I am.
1: Are you politely asking if I've ever puppeteered my children? <laughs> I may which be. Which I will say, yes, I
0: have. Yeah, um, right. And I
1: have to remind myself often, my children are not puppets.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, because
1: no, I mean, I say it in terms, but it's.
0: Because I do it all the time with Marcus. I'm like, we yeah. are doing contact improv. I can't believe I almost failed contact improv because that's all we do, you and I and i would just imagine that like because because animating an inanimate object and again my knowledge is very rudimentary that there are certain things that make it look real or not real i guess mm. Mm. that i'd be like i would be so tempted <laughs> To be like, how do you move this? Put, like, stretch your elbow this way to reach out or something. So, yes, puppeteering your children. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you know what? It's like, uh, yeah, I have. I'm not gonna lie. Yes, there's been uh, there's been times where that's happened. Mm. Um, but also, actually, interestingly, I think, and I've worked pre- predominantly a lot of the puppetry I've worked in has been. Um, with kids or for kids. Mm. And I think actually the beautiful thing that comes out of that um, is how much you can learn from kids doing it. Now, it's not to take away. Like I think think as adults you learn skills that make you good at what you do. So I don't think – I'm not taking away from the skills that adults develop. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is something really pure in the way a child – Mm. Uh, does things, um, plays uh, with, with objects and makes things. like it's just simple stuff, right? Like I often am looking, <laughs> I often have this thought, particularly with Millie because she stepped into this next beautiful page of imagination and play. Oh,
0: my gosh. And it's
1: like if I imagined we were just toddlers, like yeah. the way that you saw the world is so simple but also so um, there's so many opportunities, like, mm. I mean, every you know, it's a very cliché thing to say. A lot of parents and mothers say this around like the way that they get you to see things again,
0: mm. simple things
1: again is quite beautiful, and it's true. Like, you know, she the commentary on things, like, even just the talking through of stuff, or the narrating, or the busyness, like. She's never not bored. Mm-hmm. She's not. Ne- sorry, sorry, She's never bored. Mm-hmm. Um, she's never not inquiring into something uh, and figuring something out, or like just seeing the joys in something so simple. Mm. Uh, and it's it's kind of it's yeah. It is a really beautiful reminder of like we just take a stroll, and she wants to stop because there is a stick on the ground, or. Mm we want to climb a fence or <laughs> you want to fall off the couch or you want to run down the hall or you just want to kick a ball like mm. there's some really um yeah or no or or actually the other interesting thing is with the play like her mate her imagination has kicked in but also Not quite to the point yet where she can think beyond the world she knows. Mm. So, so right now, when we, when she, when I do catch her, like, you know, sort of in moments where she's got her toys and she's having a little, she thinks she's by herself, um, a lot of the stuff she talks about or plays with is very much what we've been doing in life. Mm. Like, it's, it's, Mm. she's sort of not in a place yet where she she can think beyond
0: her own ideas, um, like a new. uh,
1: Exactly, idea. or into yeah. an imaginative well, but it's the beginnings of
0: it, mm.
1: and it's really, it's really awesome to watch. Mm. Like, <laughs> and sometimes I think maybe we complicate things too much. As that, you know,
0: like, yeah, I don't
1: know. Play can be so simple,
0: yeah,
1: um, and so effective for kids, for young kids, And we? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of just reminding me of this simple. This simple
0: play. Yeah. And this, when I was thinking like in the early months of motherhood and these kind of thoughts, I was, and, you know, being with a person who was seeing things for the first time ever in their whole life, whatever it was, or feeling something. And that's when I was like this overlap, this Venn diagram, I was like, this is so much of like my artistic practice. <laughs> yeah. You know, this sense of like discovery or like sitting with something and going, okay, what happens if I put this next to this? Or uh, uh, how long can I stay invested in this for? Or, yeah. yeah, what happens if I do see something for the very first time or notice the small things or try and find something different amongst this? That, uh. you know, and I always like laugh. This is I'm fully gonna say it. but like, you know, when people go to and they pay the money for like the sensory classes, yeah, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. I I just like no, the whole world is sensory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. like everything. I'm just and but then I'm also like, but also, I guess people that work like this for work that we have an awareness of going actually, we can find something in absolutely freaking anything like and play and have that sense of like, and like I are saying, one thing that kids are so good at is like suspending their belief. Like yeah. you can't, because they're
1: the best audience.
0: They're the best audience. They do not need to know how it works. They don't absolutely. I've got your nose in my hand. Like they yeah. just suspend belief. And that's what we're asking in theatres, in art, all the time. No, I need you to believe that this carpet flies or whatever. Yeah. That it's this, yeah, it's like having the best audience. And I can only imagine that you have taken so much away by this, by re- like watching Millie play with the most basic things and going, oh my gosh, when you sift everything away, like um, all this other stuff, what is left um, at the bottom is actually just the only, that's all we needed. Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the funny, like, I think the thing with kids, exactly what you said, the suspension of disbelief, but I think what I found, which I love even even more, mm. is um, they do know, like, you know, a lot of the times kids are like, I can see your legs, you're mm. operating that, or like yep. they, they completely are aware that it's not real. Yeah. But the moment you move it and look at them or you do something and it's scared. Like they, they can't help but still.
0: Figure it out.
1: Believe that it's that it could be real. Like that's mm-hmm. the difference between adults is like I think adults will look at it and go, wow, I was blown away even though I know it's not real. Whereas mm-hmm. kids really, they, they, they know it but then they're like, but I'm going to go with you on it anyway because this is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's this feeling of like. Uh, I, I I see it, and I figured it out because kids also are very much like, particularly when they get maybe a little a touch older, when they're like, "I want to know, I want you to know that I know it's not real."
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I'm, but I'm still gonna be, but but that's okay. I'm still gonna play with you on it. I think yeah. that's the difference. The next step of it is like, I know that, but I don't care because
0: it's mm, still fun. I know, but I don't care.
1: Yeah, so
0: nice. I'm happy um, knowing and not caring. Yeah. Yeah. I love that I know and that makes it more fun that I know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Oh
1: but, yeah, it, does, it has also, you know, like, I don't know. I think I'm still grappling. I'm still grappling a lot with your, your main question. Like, it's still this... Um, is figuring out a balance like playing with my kids gives me some fulfillment um in terms of a creative fix but then there's also the next step of it is like finding ways i can still channel it maybe outside of just these kids like mm. so working it back into my career and mm. like there is a there is a yeah I think they're still uh, um still figuring that one
0: out. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and again, it probably will be for a little while. I know. When I thought about this, I was. Someone asked me the day uh, the other day, because um, this person I talk about motherhood a lot. And they said, I had so to say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, yeah. It's all I almost do now. <laughs> yep. But I was, they were like, oh, can you send me a bio Um, of things you've done, like before having a baby and anything postpartum? And it sunk in my head that I was like, oh my gosh, anything I do now will be postpartum. Yeah. Like even in 15 years time, I will still be. <laughs>
1: Oh, postpartum.
0: postpartum like it was just there is a time before and then there was everything that happened after um, um that this kind of you know there it's not, I don't think postpartum ends after freaking like the fourth trimester or whatever I'm like no I am forever postpartum yeah totally <laughs> because I will always be working this out and I want both of these a, things things yeah, to exist
1: never, yeah
0: So, yes, yes. and like even now, you know, you will be grappling with it in a different way again, having a small baby and a bigger baby and what that, like you're saying, this kind of split that you feel, this, you know, what that needs now and it's like constantly changing and then one day, you know, they will be 10 and 7 or something and still need then again different things and you'll be like, okay, how do I work within school hours (laughs) Mm. (laughs) or whatever it is I'm just like oh my gosh it just never ends which is beautiful because we just get to try again every day Mm. Mm. but also it just never ends
1: (laughs) no you're right and it's and it's forever going to be changed too it's never going to go back to
0: I think that was
1: that was a big acceptance which I think I think I can honestly say I've accepted, but I haven't figured out what the new mm. way of juggling it is. Mm. But I've accepted definitely that, that things are very different now. And, like, like actually, it um, doesn't take away from how hard it is to still say no to things. Like, a couple of things have even come up in the last month. Like, people have asked me, reached out and asked about work coming up that I've had to say no to, mm. um, to purely just cause it kept like, it's just not, it's just... if I did it, it would be far too stressful. Yeah. Um, and again, coming back to that conversation a bit earlier around like what's worth it or not, I'm sure they're going to be amazing projects. Like they are actually, there's been a couple where I was like, that's going to be, that would be awesome. And I would love to do that,
0: mm. but the
1: stress it's going to put on my life. And the time it would take me away from, like, yeah. Mm, Is a no. Is probably a no. Yeah, it outweighs Mm. the no. But it doesn't take away from the fact that saying no, like, it doesn't make that a clean, easy decision.
0: No, Um, I cry every time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's really, hard. Like, and I really, you know, it sucks. Like, there's a part of me that, you know, I do do still feel like, oh, if I didn't have them, I couldn't do all these things. But... Mm. Then I wouldn't have them, right? I so, know. Um, yeah, it's, but it's still, yeah, I, it's, I've accepted that it's different, but I haven't figured out how to make it work going forward completely yet. And I don't know if there is a final answer to that, to be honest. I think it's like you mm-hmm. said, it's just going to be a constant negotiation and. And?
0: Yeah. Riffing off what you were talking about at the very start about how we never work in the same, you know, we're not going back to our our fixed job with the yeah. same team and whatever. And that also works in our favour sometimes in that, mm. you know, last week I did just work three hours for three days, done. Yeah. Tick yeah. on a project. So that worked in my favour. But, and that has pros and cons as well. Mm. Yeah. but in the way that we sometimes we do work for big things that um, I don't know what, but then also small things where we can maybe tailor a situation to something useful, like that not only is it forever changing, every individual project is changing Uh. and meeting wherever your family is at the same time, that it is kind of hard but great to be able to go, I'll say no this time, but you know what? The project that comes around next might be a yes because we might just be able to like jig it better yeah. somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So I think it's hard. As,
1: as you get older, you can adjust different things a bit more. But you know, it's, in the end, it always comes down to as well like your partner and um, the support you have around you. To in order to yeah, like if you've got the if you've got people around you that can help, I think you know that's that's. Again, if I'm being completely honest, like being the sole um, carer, that is the one thing that I get maybe just a little bit resent, not resentful that I hold on to it, but just that feeling of like, oh, you know, if I wasn't the main carer, I could take this. or. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if I wasn't the main carer,
0: you wouldn't I be spending
1: the time with the kids and I yeah. wouldn't have carried children and I wouldn't have You know, breastfed and all this kind of stuff that that has been the most wonderful experience. And and similar to you, like I don't don't think I ever thought about fatherhood. Like it wasn't. I I think I knew it was in my future, but I wasn't like um, racing to be a mum. Or that's what I'm going over at the moment. Um. Yeah, it's not like I yeah, was racing for this or like my whole life was working for this thing. Mm. Um, but it has been, uh, it's
0: filled with delightful surprises, that's for sure. <laughs> it really is <laughs> like, and I'm thinking about what you were saying before about this accepting, even though we haven't figured out the next kind of step, but this accepting I'm like, it really did take me a full year to accept that this is my life now. Um, yeah. Which is probably another, like, not talked about thing. But,
1: yeah.
0: you know, I yeah. it just would shock me every time this kind of anger or resentment that, like, oh, my gosh, I have to give whatever up and my life is different mm. while yours pretty much continues on almost the same. <laughs> mm, mm. And, you know, if I feel like just going to the shops just because, just because I want a packet of chips or whatever, oh, you, you! I have to take the child, put him in the car, make sure I've got whatever the frick I need, like – yeah, like, your
1: suitcase full of
0: all things. The suitcase or, like, find the pram. Is it a carrier? Is it the pram? Like, what do I do? That it's really taken me a full year to be like, okay, we want to go get Thai food, you have to come.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and really, like, maybe this is not spoken about either and I, I don't talk about this in a way to sort of, like, boast, but I think this is why I go, I'd I give something to a mum or a, a sole carer because, like... One of the shows I did uh, last year that I was co-directing was, um, you know, I was leaving in the – like getting up in the morning Mm -hmm. and um, being with my kid and breakfast and then I'd cook dinner. Of course. (laughs) uh, And then I'd go to work. Yeah. And I'd race home at lunchtime to breastfeed.
0: Mm.
1: Um, And because it was the timing was like – She'd been brought in. She would have fallen asleep in the car. You know what it's like. Oh, my to God. So it's just far easier for me to come home, breastfeed, and then race back to work, which was my hour.
0: When gone. did you have lunch in that time? I don't even know.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, the, in the car on the way home Yeah. if I got there Yeah. Um, or in the car on the way back or if she was feeding and I had something that was easily. Snack-eatable, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then come home around the 5 o'clock mark, and we'd have dinner. And then you do the bedtime routine and then I'd often be doing work that night for the rehearsals the next day or chatting to the other director and working out what we were doing. Mm. And that's your day, right? Like, and again, I don't say that in a way of, of trying to beat myself up or whatever, but actually that's the taste for a lot of parents
0: mm. who are working
1: in not just the art, but it's like that's your life now where you literally are like,
0: when do I come home to breastfeed and it's easier for me to go home than my kid to come in?
1: Yeah, that. just, yeah. that's what I have to do in order to make the work, work, job work.
0: Yep. And I actually, funnily enough, with the question of the podcast, how do you keep your creative practice and your child alive? Like the actual how. That. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, that's how everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that is. On, a, on, like, if we just want to talk, like, actually, like, when I say the first thing I need to know is practicalities, it's that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yep. Yeah. And, and, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's kind of not that glamorous. And I remember once I went to rehearsal when my baby was very little, like five or six weeks. And rehearsal started at 10, and I was so. He was there. I was there at 10. He's in the carrier. Of course, I don't even remember what time I'd been. Up since, like up since 4 a.m., I've had breakfast, changed. I don't know how many nappies at that point. Somehow gotten myself dressed. Three times
1: before getting
0: out of bed. No joke. That's you or you or (laughs) something. Wiped whatever off of me. Got there. Fed him in the car before I've gone into rehearsal wrangled him into the carrier by myself walked in and I met an actor at the door and they were holding a bag um that they'd gotten takeaway and I was like oh first breakfast second breakfast and they were like oh my first breakfast like I woke up late at 7 (laughs) 30 and they were like what time did you wake up and I was like I've been up since four (laughs) yes And it's ten. So that's six hours. That's actually like a full day. (laughs) Yeah, I've already had a day even coming here. I've had a full day before coming here. And similarly, you know, fast forward a year, last week when I was working, it's exactly the same for me to leave at 8:30 to get to work by ten. I've cut up fruit for the babysitter, made him dress, make sure that there's the bags packed, make sure my bag's packed. I actually packed the car full of snacks for three days. Once (laughs) So I didn't have to do it every morning. I was like, if I just put everything in there once, I don't have to pack it every morning. Done. Yeah. And that's how. Oh,
1: the things, the little tricks and stuff, hey. Like the little,
0: yeah. That's literally how I did it. I just put a bag of pea pea crisps in the car. Yeah. Done. Done.
1: That's what I'm going to eat for the next, like, five days. Totally. And like you're saying,
0: I made one dinner on Monday, my day off, that we ate for four days.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, leftovers,
0: man. They're the best. They're the best. That's (laughs) kind of how it's happening. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: (laughs) Like that level of insane planning, ironically, that I'm like, okay, cool, all right, and that's it, basically. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Yeah.
1: And it's also, um, I don't know, maybe this is, I'm going to heap with like I think there are a lot of companies out there, like you've been doing a fair bit of work with. people. you probably know as well, some companies are great at considering, like, would let a baby in the room, and all that sort of stuff. But I, I don't know—is that we're still not completely there where that's like, um, yeah, a very usual thing. No, I was bringing my own kid into a rehearsal room, I'd not been in a space with that and look I understand why in some ways too yeah I think now I'm like oh how do we make it more accessible for mums like
0: yeah it's no yeah I've thought about this a bit because I did work a little I did work when he under one and at every stage it's different now I don't bring him because no, hey, yeah. no, you know, you have an older baby, it's like no go zone. Yeah. Um Yeah,
1: exactly. So that even changes the next like you, you get you you get into a place where in the first year you well, you know, first nine months or so you can yeah, take on certain things, but then actually you now can't unless different. you have yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I used to just take him and he would fall asleep in the carrier for like hours upon hours. Yeah, And that was it. Happily just chilling in the carrier. Now yeah. that would not fly in the slightest. No, no yeah. way. But also one thing I did find is that, like I did some work interstate and it involved a flight and they offered me, you know, money to bring a support person. That's and great. he was, which was fantastic. And I thought about it. And I was like, actually, when he's this kind of, he was maybe like six months still.
1: Uh, uh. And
0: I was like, actually, he's so dependent on me (laughs) Uh. and doing the whole expressing, the giving the bottles. I was like, that's actually, I am more stressed by that thought. If could Uh. that money actually go toward me having accommodation that is close to food so I can grab dinner? on the way Uh, home can uh, it go to me having a car can it go to me um getting like lunch every day instead because actually that's more useful than me having to deal with a whole other adult
1: (laughs) yeah or like you said expressing i mean yeah it's already one it's already
0: a full-time job breastfeeding let alone having to do it outside yes (laughs) the whole thing i was like okay so it also shifts. I was like, no, I actually just need like someone to ask me, can we pre-order you lunch for five days, as opposed yeah. to can a whole another person come? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I've kind of got it sorted, but I don't have lunch sorted. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Like, and also telling someone else the routine oh. not getting them used to
0: anything. Not,
1: I mean, yeah, not, yeah.
0: Yeah, the naps, They're all that. It's hard to make it accessible. It's not impossible, but it's definitely not hard. I mean, it is hard. Yeah, not impossible, but difficult. Oh my gosh! Is how are you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) My little buddy's just working up. He's speaking, which this is what I love. Like he's just been in the carrier for most of this book, so having a little nap. Mm. Um, and it's you. It's that delightful age where that is it's all a possibility
0: oh my god because you're
1: just you know you're just sleeping pooing
0: eating and Life that's it Simple at the moment I know and especially like I do sometimes think what I would do differently in the past year and I'm like oh my gosh mm-hmm. I would just make everything way more simple Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, that's so funny. I was literally just having this conversation with Michael last night and this morning around, like, don't complicate things. Like, Mm. I think it's taking me this second kid and, uh, you know, a couple of years into motherhood to go one trip in a day. (laughs) Like, you only get so many in and out of the car, right?
0: Oh, my God. On a good day, you only get so many.
1: Exactly. So that's kind of a good philosophy for me going, like, and again, this comes back to then how much work you take and Mm -hmm. accepting that your career is, is, is what it is for the moment and also maybe trusting, coming back to that conversation, maybe what has come out of it is trusting that... I'm in a place where I know I'll come back to work. Mm. Like it's not like, I think that was a big fear of mine in the past that if I took any time off, I would be forgotten.
0: Totally. Um, That's come up a lot. not being
1: asked, yeah, Mm. or not being asked to do work or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, That, 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 you know, in the last two years has proven not to be the case. So truly trusting that, like, you will get back to it and it'll be different, but you'll get back to it and you're not going to, this 15 years hasn't been working was nothing <laughs> um, but um but life is god to be simple like just, yeah uh, it's it's way more enjoyable for me mm. if our life is simple same um because it's so it's actually so complex and chaotic and complicated in the
0: simplicity mm-hmm. so if
1: I add layers to it it's just
0: a no like, go zone. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: and nobody has fun, right?
0: Nobody, <laughs> not nobody, has fun. It's no. so true. I'm like, oh, again. One thing I always think, I'm like, well, we just have to try again tomorrow. So if it doesn't yeah. work, to, like, doesn't matter. Guess what? Yep. We have to do yep. this again tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, just, it is the big, the biggest teacher in kind of letting go of expectations too. I guess,
0: yeah, for sure. And I had, yeah. I had many for sure.
1: Yes. Yes, me too. <laughs> you can do it all. Also because I mean, you know, look, it's us, but it's also society too, where there's this, I know, I know, I know a lot of moms like this and I'm probably one of these moms to other people too. I'm very conscious of that. Like you make it seem like you can't do it all. Mm. And, um, there's, there's women who are very put together with it all and can manage so many different things. But what I do know from it is that that might be what I'm portraying, but there are stresses then that come with that and mm-hmm. there are like the other side of it, which you don't see at home, yeah. um, in amongst all the chaos is not really spoken about. And I think I'm learning and and it's good chatting with Mike he often sort of reminds me of this is great because he can see it from the outside rather than being in it where he's like, you know, it's, is that too much? Are we taking on too much? Or um, and actually, it's a good reminder to be like, "Yep, we don't need to do it all. Or, you don't need to do it all." Or, um, oh, that's so good. Um, yeah, that's a big. That's a big one. I'm still learning. I think.
0: Oh yeah, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I'm just thinking about that because. Yeah, this this kind of idea of, oh, they have it all, they've got it all together, look at them working and Mm. being a mum or whatever. And Mm. I'm also like, it's also, I don't know how to say this out loud, but like proportionate I feel to like how much you want to, you choose what you want to fuss about as well. Yeah. Like my kid is still in his pajamas right now. I just don't care. Mm. (laughs)
1: oh my god getting drunk yeah totally yeah
0: yeah I'm like I'm not fussing about that whatever uh, because it gives me time to do other things like you just pick I'm like Mm -hmm. yep not so important what you had for breakfast this time no no
1: you haven't eaten yet you're not hungry you're not gonna starve today you're fine you're fine I'm not gonna fight this battle like yeah the only thing well pretty much the only thing that I'm like I push and fight for is a clean muppy. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of all I got the energy for. I'm like, you got poo in your pants. Let's get out of that. Yep. And if it takes me a while to get you out of that, I'm still going to get you out of yeah, that. Yeah, you just but choose. But everything else, you want to be naked, you want to be in your pyjamas, you don't want to eat your breakfast,
0: like... Go for it. Oh, man, go for it. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, kid. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to stop recording because you're a legend.
1: You are. This is, I was just about, could, like, you must have picked up on my time. So it's like, I'm probably at my capacity with this one now.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, are you still recording? No, but I can. Well, just one other thing was going to say was, like, I think it's also, like, it's so personal, this, like, yeah. your big question is mm. so personal to each mum or soul carer, right, like, who also works in the arts because I feel like you may want to be a parent that keeps your, like, you might love being a mum, but you might love being in the arts more than that and also that's okay. I know. Like, you know, like, each person's journey with it I think is so, is so personal and there are mums who do it and make it work and it's not stressful. Like everything I've been talking about is so is, is how I feel about it, or how my you know how it works in my world. And I completely my hat goes off to women who are doing this, or, or men who are doing this in uh, whatever capacity, shape, and form they can. Mm. Um, because,
0: because that it is
1: because it's very different for each person.
0: Yeah. And going off of that, like, this is the weird juxtaposition and contradictions of motherhood and me justifying. But, like, as much as I'm, like, I love watching you grow up, I also don't want to feel like I need to justify loving my job, you know? Yes,
1: I think that's, (laughs) yes, I think that's the main, you've summed up exactly what I think I'm trying to say, where, like, choosing to focus on a career and your job and, and that stuff is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's something – I think there's a bit of you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Totally, yeah. Situation where if you, are, you choose to be a mum but you want to keep your career, um, then there's judgment around that potentially. And if you walk away from your career to be a mum, there's judgment around that. And I'm not saying it's all – like it's not – like that's just pounded at you from society. It's not all negative. Like I know we've we've come a very long way
0: mm. in terms
1: of all of that, but I think we've still got a while to go. Yeah, for for women.
0: Mm. My um, gosh, yes, all of it
1: in in the mothering and
0: career space. Um, very much so. Yeah, yeah. I hate feeling that I need to justify that. I can go to work even and that my work is not superfluous and for fun, you know, yeah. like just, yeah. yes, I am dancing, yes, but guess what? <laughs> yeah. That actually is more than what I'm just talking about too. Like it's not just me dancing around for fun. Like, yeah. No, yeah. Yes.
1: yes. Because, you know, there's often still so much of you involved in <sighs> creatively in the arts. are.
0: Yes, all the things. The way we
1: work, you put a lot of yourself into it, so that's a sick. Mm. yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, go if you need to go, please. In the middle
1: of changing it, let nappy, right?
0: Okay, I know what. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I think uh, I think we've covered some. ground. We've <laughs> some covered a lot of big topics. You've uh, we've covered ground. It's definitely talk about it. Oh. <laughs>
0: always 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 such a good episode and actually as i you know on the instagram uh for this podcast every guest gets a tile um of what i want to put as their like, little quote of the episode and i've got um one i've actually tossing up between two um and one is that you only get so many ins and outs of the car a day <laughs> because there's a truth to that. And also just about how it took for COVID to realize, to help Sam realize that maybe she could say no to things. So I really loved in our discussion, this kind of dichotomy of, you know, this practicality, this is how we do it. And also the kind of bigger questions of how and why we've done it. Thank you, Sam, for your very precious time with a very tiny baby and for your excellent excellent questions and openness and honesty. And yeah, the more practical tips, the better, right? Like kind of, yeah, driving home at lunchtime is kind of how you just have to do it. But yeah, thanks, Sam. And thank you for joining us. I just am so grateful that you continue to come back and listen to these episodes. See you next time like subscribe or give us a rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast on but because motherhood and creative practice are both ultimately collaborative I'd really love you to share this podcast or this episode with somebody who you think would enjoy it too see you next time for another episode of mum in development